a disciple is someone who follows Jesus. A disciple learns from Jesus, imitates Jesus, and walks with Jesus each day. Jesus, our master, teaches us the way we ought to live. The decision of the Supreme Court this week in Dobbs v. Jackson should make us look once again to Jesus for how he calls us to live. The court's overturning of Roe v. Wade is without a doubt an enormous step towards protecting the dignity of all human beings. But how does the Word of God invite us to respond to these events? What are we as disciples meant to learn from our Master today with all of this? First of all, Jesus teaches us to be meek. A meek disciple is not the same thing as a timid disciple. A meek disciple refuses to injure others. You heard at the start of that gospel reading, Jesus begins his final journey to Jerusalem, and some people don't welcome him. They don't accept Jesus. They don't accept his ways. And James and John ask, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? And Jesus rebukes them. He says no. Jesus, ha Jesus has no hatred for these Samaritans. If they are his enemies, then he loves them all the same. Jesus will not back down from his mission, but he will not injure those who reject him because he is meek and humble of heart. In fact, he will suffer and die for those Samaritans on the cross. For disciples of Jesus, our response to the overturning of Roe should be free from gloating, supremacy, triumphalism, and the desire to harm. On Friday night, pro-abortion rioters in Los Angeles did rain down fire from heaven, burning innocent people and injuring law enforcement officers with explosives of various kinds. But that is not the way of the disciple. As St. Paul tells us, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against people, but it's against the rulers, authorities, powers, and spiritual forces of evil that operate beyond the earthly realm. So my fellow disciples, be meek. Be humble. Cause no harm to another. Secondly, Jesus teaches us to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's tempting to think that our nation as a whole is coming closer to Christ whenever a good law is passed or a good court ruling is issued. We can think that we're returning to Christendom, to an age when, by and large, most Americans acknowledge God as creator and lived in an imperfect but shared narrative that made sense of our origin and destiny in relation to that Creator. But that's not coming back anytime soon. We are in an age of apostolic mission. Therefore, our discipleship is not based upon how many political gains we can notch on our belts 
We heard how that one person in the gospel today shouted, I will follow you wherever you go. And how does Jesus respond? He responds that where he goes is hard. He's a wanderer. He's a nomad. Jesus is a man misunderstood by all parties and all factions. Even foxes and birds have a more comfortable existence than he does. And if this was so for the master, so it will be for us. So my fellow disciples, don't expect comfort. Don't expect quick and easy fixes. As disciples, we are wayfarers in this world. So get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That leads us to the third and final lesson from the gospel today. Jesus teaches us disciples that his kingdom is urgent. There's a few would-be disciples who want to follow Jesus, but they also want to wrap up a few things first. And of course, these these are important things. Let me go first and say farewell to my family at home. Let me go tell them I'm following you and and leaving all this behind. But when Jesus calls me and calls me into his service, now there's no competition. A disciple goes with the master wherever he goes and whenever he goes. The farmer who plows the field can't change the soil behind him. He just went over. All he can do is focus on what's in front of him and hold his hand firm and steady while he guides the plow in straight and steady lines. No one who sets a hand to the plow and looks to what is left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. We as disciples have to take this to heart in order to be a people in service of life, to be a church that is in service of life. Because there's work to be done. There is a lot of work ahead of us in this field. Even if we are glad that the killing of children in the womb is no longer enshrined as a so-called constitutional right, we have a field to plow. We have work to do. We are given a commission to defend and promote human life in every stage, in all places of the world. So my fellow disciples, get ready to work. The last thing I want to leave you with today is this. There are many people who truly believe that women are liberated by abortion. And in the many images we've seen on TV and in the news these last few weeks, one of those slogans on the signs of those who are for abortion says this, we will not go back. We will not go back, meaning we will not go back to the way things were before Roe, before 1973, before abortion was legalized. And you know what? I think as disciples, we can share that sentiment. We don't want to go back either. And we will not go back. 
Because we are going forward. We are going forward into a time when women are not objectified and mistreated by men. A time when men defend women and children and take responsibility for their actions. We are going forward into a time when women aren't coerced into sterilizing their fertility or aborting their children because they fear for their lives. We're going forward into a time when receiving personal care and economic support for raising a family is the norm, not the exception. A time when motherhood and personal fulfillment are not enemies. A time when women are seen as courageous and strong and not timid or sources of profit. We're going forward into a time when every child is welcomed and wanted. When love and truth overcome fear and lies. When science overcomes ideology. We're moving forward into a time when the gospel is proclaimed so powerfully that every man or woman who has ever had an abortion experience knows that God forgives them, that God loves them, and that he has healing in his wings to give them. Yes, we have set our hands on the plow with Christ, and we're going forward. We will not go back. We will not go back to a time when our country's federal government legalized the killing of the unborn. But we have work to do. Jesus has made us part of his body. He, he's made us his hands and his feet and his voice in this world. In this Eucharist, Jesus our King comes to us, his disciples, and says, this is my body given up for you. Today, we in turn respond to Jesus and we say, Lord, Master, this is my body, my hands, my feet, my voice, and I give it to you for your brothers, for your sisters, for your children. Lord, I give this to you in this holy work. You've called me to follow you. You've called me to build up your kingdom. You've called me to love my neighbor. Lord, I follow you, and I will not go back. <laughs>